Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Alien Wesley. <laughs> and with us we have our brothers from the beyond. Our pure alien brethren. Uh, this will make sense about halfway through the episode when I <laughs> drop um, one of the craziest things that I've ever found in my travels. And uh, I am so excited that it went over well because... A part of me was like, does this make sense? Is this weird and wild? It's insane, and I'm glad we talked about it a lot. <laughs> so I hope you're ready for that. Uh, just wanted to hit you with some stuff beforehand. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. Um, Paige is going to Tokyo. Tokyo. To Tokyo. Hit them with those dates, baby. June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in Tokyo, specifically Shibuya at Tokyo Comedy Bar. You can get all the deets on my Instagram. Hell yeah. And on top of that, um, we will be at RTX this year, which is July 7th through the 9th. You can go to rtxaustin.com for tickets. Um, we do not know what date we are going to be doing our show. We should be able to share that uh, next week, but we do have those dates locked down. Uh, we're we're going to be doing some fun stuff out there. RTX is always a blast. This year, they got a lot of crazy stuff, alright? They got some wild shit. They got the, the Red Web Escape Room. Uh, they have a Face Jam themed restaurant. Um, there's so much fun stuff happening, and you might even be able to see an actual cryptid running around uh, yes, the event. Yes, Bat Squatch! Bat Squatch <gasps> is fucking here, baby. Armando, mm -hmm. do you think Bat Squatch is pure? <gasps> Absolutely. <laughs> Bat Squatch is pure in the eyes of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, there's the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and Bat Squatch. And Bat Squatch. That is, that is how holy he is. Um, yeah, and so uh, I think without any further ado, let's hop into the show. Bat Squatch Most High. Yeah! For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm, organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership, organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers, organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships, and organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Two-Time Torres. <laughs> and with us, we have recording this a second time. Fuck. <laughs> this happens every so often in Cult Podcast. It's been uh, a while, honestly. Yeah, it's been, it's, we've gotten really good at not fucking up. Um, and to be clear, we got like maybe five, ten minutes into yeah, the episode. Yeah, no, it wasn't that long. <laughs> we noticed yeah, yeah, really yeah, fast. Yeah. Thank God. It's it's all good. Uh, here, let me recap you on what, what you missed <laughs> from the original uh, riffs. <laughs> I warned everyone that this was going to be a bummer. Because uh, it is. It's going to be a super bummer. A uh, super big bummer. Uh, and then I went into, we talked about moving. Do we need to? Uh, I guess not. That's sort of really the thing is that we're still moving. Here's the thing you got to know is that there were some hot, hot riffs. And if I, if you know what, here's what I'll try to do. We'll see if we can salvage it and we'll put it here. So enjoy these riffs on moving. 
moving. Ha 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 ha. What funny riffs we had. Ha 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 ha. How funny that Paige had 14 boxes of Pyrex. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Back. Cut back in. Uh, Let's dive into our sources because this episode is probably long and even longer now that we fucked up and had to redo five minutes of it. Sure, sure. Sources. We have two sources from the BBC. Uh, They've compiled them into a list for this case. So it's a compilation of BBC uh, articles and Mm -hmm. videos. Armando, Uh do you want to or was one time enough? (laughs) I made a joke about how I'm very familiar with BBC compilation videos, but I think that this is a different vibe than the ones that I'm used to. A little bit. A little bit, but also maybe not, but a little bit. Uh, So the compilation is kenya cult deaths uh the first article is 47 bodies found in in the investigation into starvation cult by the way that's a very early article that number goes way up secondly uh pastor ezekiel odero arrested in funeral home probe that's the second guy we'll get into that in a little bit uh third religious leader linked to kenya starvation case to face possible terrorism charges that's from cnn before they shit the bed this week uh we have our own episode on william branham go ahead and review that for some crazy shit that we're gonna get into we're Uh, a source now baby a source but also because there were a lot of sources for william branham and i was like i could copy them but then half this episode will be sources so uh reference that episode we're not going to go too much into it we're just going to kind of recap what we already did on that episode um Mm -hmm. then we have an article from the new york times kenyan pastor at center of inquiry after dozens of bodies are exhumed we also have an article uh from uh, mapasho news uh which is written by Panina Wampui. It's 11 Things You Didn't Know About Shakahola Pastor McKenzie. And then we have the About Us page from Good News Ministries and the YouTube channel for Good News Ministries. Now, jumping into this, uh, something that I (laughs) did the first time we recorded this that I will briefly do here. Um, We were following this case in the news for a couple weeks and then they arrested a bunch of people this past week so we could finally actually probably do an episode on it um at least based on the information we have now we may have to recap again later when people get sentenced but i'm pretty sure they're going away for a long time now we were also tracking the Lori vallow case i know everyone is tracking it we will do an episode on it but i want to see what comes out in trial so we can include that in our episode so as soon as the trial concludes we will do a Lori Vallow episode case. Like, I just, we will do it. I, I want to remind everybody that the last time that this happened was, like, January 5th, when I was like, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I feel like this Donald Trump story is going to keep continuing. I don't know if I could do the final definitive episode on it. Yeah, (laughs) no. And then the next day when we were set to record, we're just like, oh, 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 you don't say, actually. Hey, speaking of white supremacists, we're going to talk about some today. Oh, sick. I always love that. I always love love it. But in a weird (laughs) way, a way that you don't expect. So part of the reason that they were able to make arrests this week is, A, Kenya has different laws than we do. We're going to talk about it a little bit today because it is going to factor in. But also they found an astronomical amount of bodies and also a different church in the same area potentially either connected to the case or just doing the same kind of thing in the same kind of place, only a couple miles apart. Uh, they're not sure. They're still they're still looking into that guy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. This is a thing we we see a lot, especially when we I, the the instance that comes up for me is the Moonies, where it was like, how many cults were just creepy old bald fucks going around being like, you know, if I fuck you, Jesus will let you in his party. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Except that there's like way not enough. There there's not as much sex in this as you would think. There's definitely okay. some, but not a, not as a lot anyway. Uh. So we're gonna cover. The the main group at the center of this investigation, the Good News International Church, as well as the offshoot church that is potentially suspected as well. But we're also going to talk about William Branham and a, th- a fourth cult that is definitely going to get their own episode now that I had to read about them a ton for this episode. There's a lot in this one. Uh, this is one of the longer outlines we've had in a long time. Uh, and... Uh, hey, you know what? It's been like two and a half years since we had to re-record an episode. Yeah. <laughs> so you and know again, what? we're we're basically caught up now to where we were. We're the first basically time. caught up. Yes. And look at that. Let's see. Let's see. So we're at right now. We're at like six, six and a half minutes, minutes and forty seconds. The first recording was thirteen minutes. Paige. Yeah, I know. Well, but we cut out all the moving <laughs> riffs. Yeah, Moving yeah, yeah. Riff. Unless I was able to salvage them and then we put them back in. And if not, then you just heard me going, bwomp, bwomp, bwomp. Bwomp, bwomp, bwomp. Anyway, let's kick it off. So, Good News Ministries, a.k.a. the Servant PN McKenzie Ministries, or as it's been known in the news, the Melindy Cult or the Shakahola Starvation Cult, uh, was officially, and by officially I mean like on paper, uh, founded by Paul Nthenge Mackenzie, and sometimes his name is listed the other way around, Paul Mackenzie Nthenge, but he tends to sign it P.N. Mackenzie or Paul Nthenge Mackenzie. So that's what I'm going with. Um, but he founded the church officially in 2003. Now, prior to founding this church, we don't have a ton of information about like where he was born, how he grew up. We just know that from 1997 to 2003, he was a taxi driver in Nairobi. Uh, now, during this time, this six-year period, he worked as a traveling minister and was arrested four different times for inciting disruption with his sermons, but was acquitted due to lack of evidence. There's so much we have to break down just in those sentences right away. So first of all, uh, I'm not a hundred but it is possible that he might have just been the chattiest taxi driver ever. And people were like zero stars. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The, the commotions they were talking about was his passengers being like, bro, shut the fuck up, dude. Just let me out. You don't even have water bottles. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, So how long have you lived here? Shut up, man. Stop. Oh, so are you flying in? Are you you coming home or are you visiting Nairobi? Stop it! <laughs> like, hey, yes. I actually added a stop here. I'm going to go jump off this bridge. If you could just get that going <laughs> for me. Thank you. Well, this brings me to the second thing. So he was a- arrested four different times during this period, specifically for preaching and inciting disruption. Now, this is something that's going to come up a lot in this story because it turns out in Kenya, you can get charged for pushing religious beliefs that the government believes are harmful. Now, this is good and bad mm-hmm. because in on the one hand, in this particular case, it is allowing them to charge and punish this man who is likely directly responsible for the deaths of hundreds of people 
And on the other hand, if the government doesn't like what you say, they can justify hurting or imprisoning you for it. And that's a dangerous precedent to set Mm -hmm. uh, for like anybody. (laughs) So it's one of those things where at multiple points in this story, the government will be like, hey, uh, it seems like you're the worst. Can we stop this? Uh, But the reason they get to do that is because the laws are... uh, a little fast and loose with censorship, um, which is, yeah, it's it's tough because I would say overall that's not good. But in this case, it yeah, I mean, you know, broken clock right twice a day. Yeah, uh, I get what now, you're saying. It's awful, but but it allowed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, now, from 2003 to 2016, the church grew for two reasons. Um, one, a little invention called YouTube, and we will get to that later. Um, but also because he told his followers he could communicate directly with God. Um, but also because he had a little bit of help from the outside that we're going to get into in just a second. Now, the government never stopped following this dude. <laughs> like they were like, yo, we remember that shit you pulled when you were driving taxis. Uh, so we're definitely going to keep tabs on you. And we don't like that. You say you can talk directly to God. So they were basically constantly waiting for him to slip up and do something they did not like uh, for pretty much the entire time he had a church, which there's a part of me that's like, why can't we do this to Scientology? But then there's another part of me that's like, because censorship and freedom. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Now, mm. to avoid scrutiny, he moves his congregation to Megingo Village in Malindi. But he also did this with the support of an outside group, the Jesus Christians, who we have to fucking talk about. Because not only do they have a name so vague, their SEO must be dog shit. Um <laughs> But they need their own episode and they will get one because holy shit, they are a collective of multiple communities and communes across the world, largely in Australia, uh, or at least based in Australia. They stretch across literally the entire world and they work together to support alternative Christian communes that align with their beliefs. Allegedly and publicly, they have air quotes disbanded as of 2010, but prior to that, they would basically fundraise and do protests to bring attention to other communities that believed the things that they believed that they thought needed their help. And Paul McKenzie's community was one of them. They helped raise some money for them to help them get settled in their initial commune. Now, they are technically an offshoot of the children of God, although they don't share beliefs necessarily. Their founding member was a member of Children of God. And since they founded in the late 80s, early 90s, they have functioned under a bunch of better names than Jesus Christians um, and unfortunately didn't keep any of them. But they were way more descriptive names like Australian Collective of Christian Volunteers and things like that. But instead they were like, no, 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 Jesus Christians. That's what's going to set us apart from the rest of these Christians. (laughs) They'll be able to tell the difference. Uh, Now, they do a number of protests that are a little unique in that a lot of their protests are burning and destroying money. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Which... Um, the, in one, they got actually like arrested for one where they burned a bunch of money and then they've also glued a bunch of money to the ground. What I'm saying is don't donate to them 
they don't know how money works clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least they did not burn or glue enough money to help Paul out. Now, here's the kicker. Part of the reason they did is because Paul shares their beliefs because it's straight up doomsday cult shit. Um, the Jesus Christians in particular are very sensitive to uh, chip implants and believing that that is the mark of the beast and the coming of Revelation and the apocalypse, etc. Uh, they actually created documentaries around this after 2010, which is why it's weird that they're like, we disbanded in 2010, but we did release this documentary if you guys want to like, you know. <laughs> we had to get the band back together because Visa <laughs> dropped a chip card. Why are you handing me a documentary out of the trunk of a car in this Ralph's parking lot? Like, that's what we're dealing with here as far as organization. Take it. It comes with Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's a different (laughs) it's a different file on the same disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Uh, But in the documentary, it basically is them displaying what they would call the horrors of microchipping. But they were so afraid of being targeted that they blurred their faces in the documentary so they like digitally altered and blurred all the faces of everyone in the documentary and it's um tough to watch yeah (laughs) it's it's, real weird looking it's a feature-length version of one of those gangland interviews where they're like we were on the streets we had the job with joe biden yeah we were slinging smack and also these documentaries out of this parked car and we didn't know why but then they kept gluing money to yeah it's it's that kind of weird stuff um now all of that is weird like a level of strange that we are used to dealing with on this show mm-hmm. in addition to that that we don't even have time to cover. They uh, allegedly kidnapped a guy. There's a whole bunch of stuff. They have their own controversies that would take at least one, if not more, episodes to cover, which is why they will get their own episode. But here's my favorite part. The people who like potentially kidnapped people, burned a bunch of money, made weird documentaries eventually heard about some of the stuff that this guy was doing and were like, oh no, we weren't that close. <laughs> like, like we knew them, like knew of them, but we didn't really like know them. You know what I mean? Like we were friends, but not like friends. I was. Yeah. We weren't really close to them, and um, I don't really like being associated with that. I'm the guy with a lighter twenty dollars and a passion for fighting back. Yes, exactly. I realize the more that I do that voice, it's almost Jesse Ventura. It's almost it, it United States representative. Very, very close to Jesse Ventura. Hi, uh, I'm Jesse Ventura, and I'm going to burn this $100 bill. Oh, my God. It's him. It's him. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Uh, So now why would they try to distance themselves? Well, because of everything that's about to come next on the next three or four pages of this outline. So... Mm-hmm. One of Paul McKenzie's members sold their property to fund the mission in 2017. Um, And from the sale of that property, they were able to purchase land for their commune, which, thanks to some help from the Jesus Christians, becomes a fully functioning commune, a television station. Now, they say television, but their primary output, at least for what we can access in the U.S., is YouTube. Um, I'm sure they were also probably public access broadcasting in Kenya, but... For us, it's YouTube. 
But additionally, they also had properties in Mombasa and Malindi that were separate from the commune for Paul himself. Now, the government was like, aha, (laughs) and charged Paul and his wife, Joyce, who is now deceased. We'll get to it in a second uh, with operating an unlicensed television station um, because apparently in Kenya, you need a license to operate a television station and they oversee what goes on said television station. Again, not great, but in this case, I mean, you know, uh, censorship media, I get it, but this guy is also the worst. The reason they wanted to shut him down so bad is because of what he was broadcasting and preaching. And so a lot of his broadcasts are his sermons but also their specialized videos of him preaching on specific topics. And he's got like a list of the hits that he goes through every time. So we're going to go through them right now. One of his biggest things is anti-education. Um, he wants kids to drop out of school because he believes that all schools are run by Satan and the Bible doesn't mention education. So they should not participate in it. I am here to tell you the Bible definitely does mention education. Uh, So like, you know, (laughs) I guess, I mean, I guess you'd have to read it to know that, but like, I don't know that he did. So. I, I have to show you something um, that's slightly related. It's a small tangent, but it, it you'll see how it ties in in a second. So uh, when I was driving from Los Angeles to Austin, Texas, we made a couple of stops. And one of the stops that we made was at a place called Roswell, New Mexico. Pretty famous. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I have questions about that later for another time. Sure, sure. Yeah. Pretty famous for uh, being the place where aliens may have first crash landed onto earth um and when we checked into the airbnb it was like 11 30 p.m and we were tired we had been driving all day and the first thing that we noticed was a giant gift basket that they the host had left for us um not with like stuff that you could find only in roswell it was just like cheetos and like wafer cookies and the only thing that was uh that set it kind of like apart um, was that they had included three of these, these UFO driver's licenses. Yeah, hell yeah. Th- that belonged to Alexander Leon, A. Leon. Alien, ha 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 ha. Um, but what you, what I didn't notice is because we were we were laughing at how funny this is. Like, oh, it's kitschy, it's cute. Is uh, the back of that? I don't know if you can read that. <gasps> It's a chick track. It's a chick track on Dude, the. Dude, they have QR codes now. They, they, who told them about the QR codes? Guys, it's... we have one job. I turn so on the back when you flip over the card. There's a lot of words, but the one in it that's the most boldened is, "Are you alienated from God?" Uh, and yeah, the first sentence that starts up top is uh, because is. The Bible says that all people have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And I was like, okay, well, this is enough. Uh, I don't like this. I also, after we read the back of the cards, I like, as a cartoon character, like looked up and saw a giant painting of the Virgin Mary and then turned to the side and saw a giant crucifix on a wall in a different room and then realized that every bedroom had a Bible on the nightstand and each room had two nightstands. So there's two Bibles each. (laughs) Fucking. 
insane shit. And uh, I, I scanned the QR code That's here. more than a hotel. You That's scanned the QR more. code. I scanned the QR code and it leads you to this uh, article from the church. Oh, because the... The owner of the Airbnb is a youth pastor at a church in Roswell is what we found oh, out. No. Okay. Okay. But it leads to the, the, the website for the church. And I, Wait, start... I have some questions of a youth pastor can afford a second residence for passive income. Yeah. He did mention that his father has a, uh, made his um, nut in uh, real estate. So I think okay. I think somebody's dad uh, owns several properties and lets uh, him manage it. But okay. whatever. Regardless, the point is, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I went to this website that's for a church based in Roswell, and this is how they're getting the word out. So they're like, are there aliens in, in Roswell, New Mexico? And the church's thing was like, the Bible doesn't mention aliens. And that, that means that they must not exist. And it's like, God didn't write the Bible. We wrote the Bible, idiot. And also, secondly, it, my favorite part was it goes on where it's like, man dies because Adam uh, partaketh of the forbidden fruit and cursed oh. all of humankind to, to, to suffer uh, 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 mortality. So it stands to reason that aliens, because they weren't here for that, don't share this curse and are immortal beings that uh, are... Wait, hold on. What? No, what? Yes. They're like, aliens don't exist, but if they did, here's their origin story. Like, what? I'm, I'll summarize it as quickly as possible for you, but their, their viewpoint is aliens are probably not real because they're not mentioned in the Bible. However, it stands to reason that if aliens were real, they would technically have a pure uh, relationship with God than humans could ever have. What a weird thing to even think about. Like, why? I don't. Okay, this is I um moving talk. I, I inherited a number of boxes from my grandmother, who was a quilter, and uh -huh. um. It's been great going through them, but I did find a pamphlet uh, from a seminar that she and my grandfather attended in 2008 on the book of Revelation. And that one, it, first of all, it was all numerology, which I almost the other day was like, what if I just did one whole episode on just numerology? Absolutely, we should. I'm yeah, like, don't tempt me with a good time. Uh, but it was, I was like looking at it and it was like, the world's going to end in 60 to 70 years. And I'm like counting. And I was like, well, it's already been like, like 15 years since this. So like, <laughs> but the whole like graphics and everything were just like space UFOs. And I was like, oh my God, guys, <laughs> like, what are we doing? I fucking, I love it so much. And I love the fan fiction around it. It stands to reason that if, because aliens did not suffer the same fall to sin that man has, that they would have a pure relationship with the God. mental gymnastics, Armando, because I'll tell you what, I was raised in the church. Uh, I believe there might be aliens because I've watched too much History Channel, uh, and I've never once even thought about that. Yes. How much do you think about aliens to be like, are they saved? 
I don't know. They're not on Earth. I can't even like I have questions about whether or not they're truly from a different planet or a different dimension or if it's a time thing or if it's like a wormhole or if it's like a thin place. It's like too much. But like what? Yes. <laughs> like because and here's here's my thing. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that man is not smoking some high quality weed because that's the kind of conversation that like that's how you quite that's how you sit around watching the prices right eating fruit roll-ups as adults being like yo do you think aliens accepted jesus as their lord and savior who the fuck asks that what i thought i was about to drop some crazy shit on you in this episode that i think you may have out crazied me yeah no yeah. maybe also, not maybe again, not though <laughs> I'll give you two things. One, I'll give you the logical thing, which is like, by that own logic, they wouldn't know about Jesus because he At was all. he was an earth being who came They'd here. have their own Jesus, maybe. Yes. Oh, my God. What? I can't. I can't travel down this rabbit hole. Exactly. I'll think, I'm going to be thinking about this all fucking day. Damn it. I, I have not stopped thinking about this <laughs> since I found it. You know what? Then it, it did its job. It um, did its job. And two, and this is the last thing I'll say about it. The reason that I know that you are right about they were smoking some primo shit is because while I was reading the website, I went, shit, that don't make sense, though. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was two margaritas from an Applebee's deep and a joint smoked and going, damn, this is I mean, like, logically, a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's what I have to say to you, though. Mm -hmm. You work for a subsidiary of Warner Media, mm -hmm. yes? Yes. Owned by Discovery Plus. <laughs> well, it's actually a merger, and we're Warner Discovery, where this is right. where the place dreams are made of, and also Shark Week is made of. <laughs> Great, but what I'm saying is, it's up to us now. Yes. We have to take the information to the people who can get it to the people we need to call the history channel <laughs> okay zaslov i know you're listening all right i know you're Sup, listening zaslov? i know you're listening because they told me that somebody from warner media is is watching my twitter and making sure i don't tweet bad things about warner media <laughs> so i know you're here give us the show and we're cool i'll call it evens Papa Daddy Discovery Warner, please. Come on, please. Just put me in contact with the one guy who is allegedly an actual scientist on the Skinwalker Ranch show. I don't know if he's a real scientist, mm -hmm. but he seems like he is. We need to tell him about this. Get me in the room and let me, I won't even say anything. I'll just hand them the card. And then when <laughs> they go, okay, it's a UFO license, I'm going to go turn it over. Turn it over. Damn. Um, Three seasons, guaranteed. Oh, God. Here's the thing with those shows is that there's always a section where they sit in the air quotes war room or whatever they call it. And they bring in someone and they're like, so you have some information about the property. And they're like, yes, Templars. And you're like, fucking fuck. Like, come on. <laughs> we need to be that person. <laughs> we need to be <laughs> we, we need to be the person who's like, have you heard the good news about alien christ mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's, have you heard the good news about aliens being pure sinless beings 
I've often joked that like whenever I'm whenever I want to strike it rich, whenever I want to buy my house, what I'm gonna have to do is switch to be a, like a conservative talking head on Fox. This is what Mikey talks about this all the time. Yeah. He's like, I could I could run for office. No, he can run for office. That's fine. But a but a but a a a Latino man going yeah. on Fox News being like, you know, maybe they aren't sending their best. I would make so much fucking bank. <laughs> But I never. Well, you gotta considered... go hard cue and be like, maybe aliens aren't sending their best. That's what I'm saying. I had never considered that I could make the same amount of money by going crazy in the other direction. <laughs> well, not even the, another direction. It's the same direction. It's just up. Same. It's a different trajectory it's, of the yeah, same just direction to the sky where the aliens are. Uh, okay. So uh, back back to this yeah, episode. I'm so sorry. Went, no, no, don't apologize. You've given me a gift today, sir. <laughs> uh, so anti-education. Yeah. This guy does not want people to learn. Uh, but it's it's because there was no school in the Bible, and he believes that schools are ruled by the devil. To um, and this is a direct quote. Uh, he believes that schools teach gayism. Um, mm. now. He is intensely homophobic, um, violently homophobic. He has absolutely called for the deaths of people in the LGBTQIA community. Um, and this is the point at which I realized I actually had seen one of his videos before um, because it circulated on Twitter not too long ago, like a couple years ago, uh, where he gives a speech about the fact that he believes that and he's giving the speech to school children which makes it even worse he believes all gay people eat feces and that's what causes aids and that's why kids shouldn't go to school you may have seen this video are you familiar i am very familiar i forgot yes yeah i god (laughs) i said yes like i was excited i'm not excited it's a terrible horribly like ill-informed cruel video like it's Mm -hmm. not good but it did make the rounds because their youtube channel has millions of views god yeah i love that you had to specify you went (laughs) you had to specify like he is deeply homophobic and i'm like really the guy who called it gayism (laughs) gayism and well and, and he goes lesbianism and gayism i was like Okay, lesbianism, I've heard that used, but gayism, I was like... Yeah, sorry, I'm a devout lesbian. (laughs) And may pussy be with you. Hey, and and also with you. Uh, It's the same, you do the sign of the cross, but when you get to the head where the clit is, you just go... I'm gonna go to hell. I'm gonna go to hell or Mars. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go hang out with the most pure. Oh, but this gives a whole new layer to the people who believe in UFO religions and Mm -hmm. ascensions through the masters Mm -hmm. into different UFO beings. Good Lord. Okay. I'm going to fall down the rabbit hole today. We cannot get into it. I'll tell you one more thing that I didn't know that I learned at the UFO, the Roswell UFO Museum. God damn it. I got to go. You need to go, dude. It's so weird. Uh, So the one thing that I did learn is that technically uh, most of the officials, at least because like, you know, this is the UFO Museum. They're kind of seen as like the pillar of the community like ufologists yeah yes. yeah yeah like everything that they supply information wise is pre- is like supposed to be um 
Let's uh, move on approved. Yes. Boom. And so what I learned and didn't know before is that they consider chupacabras to be aliens. Yes. Yes. Because they believe that chupacabras are uh, guilty of most cattle mutilations. Mm -hmm. That the like... They believe it's a chup. Yes. No, I'm familiar with this, unfortunately. Yeah. And I wanted to refute that. I was like, you really think a fucking alien would go that far out of their way just to eat a fucking uh, earth goat? And then I remembered being like, I could drive six hours to go to a Whataburger when I lived in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's like, I could go to Tucson for a fucking Texas toast stack right now. Well, because I'm just thinking like, oh, oh, you think they're going to come all the way from the other side of the galaxy to eat a cow's butthole and tongue. And I'm like, Pink's hot dogs. So yes, so good. exactly. Right now. This was me <laughs> when I lived in downtown and I was like, I'll drive 20 minutes for some Del Taco. I'll drive 20 yeah. minutes and back. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, in addition to not wanting people to go to school because he thinks it will turn them gay, mm -hmm. he also wanted all of his followers to avoid all Western medicine and formalized healthcare in general. Uh, they avoid all vaccinations mm. and all treatments and medications. Uh, all women in the commune had natural home births. Uh, and as a result, a bunch of children died. Yeah. Uh, and women, I assume. It's just that the information we have is limited to what they've been able to prove. Um, and this contributes to investigation into that TV station. Cause it's kind of like them getting Al Capone on tax evasion where they're like, we can't prove that he technically killed these people by telling them to do this thing, but we can nail him for this TV station. So that's kind of what's going on right here. Um, but again, he gets acquitted. He doesn't do jail time in 2019. He did one of the worst things you could do to a government, thwart their bureaucracy. Mm. In 2019, the Kenyan government introduced Huduma Namba, a biometric ID system, as a means for accessing services across the country. And he launched an all-out campaign against it as being the mark of the Antichrist. This is also where the Jesus Christians came out of hiding to support him on this one because it's similar to microchipping. Um, and here's the thing. There are a lot of Christians on all parts of the spectrum, both fundamentalist wildness and very normal seeming, uh, that believe that the advance of biometrics and microchips is the mark of the beast, uh, as described in Revelation. So there's a lot of people that are resistant to it. Um, here's the thing. I don't want chips in me if I can help it. I, just because I don't like the feel under your skin. Okay. That's why my cat's not chipped. I know that's, I know it's a weird anyway. Uh, I also don't like the idea of being that trackable as a person. Cause like right now I could still technically go off the grid if I want to. I know you Is could, I don't know. I get, I look, I understand what you're saying and I agree, but I also, I get weird about it. Cause it's like, your phone is tracking you 100% of the I time know. wherever well, I, you go but that's the thing if I dumped my phone and all my credit cards and just walked off into the sunset with cash I'm untrackable yeah does that make sense yeah you know and if there's something in my body that is no longer the case and who knows when I'm gonna need to kill someone in self-defense <laughs> so like Fuck. look you just gotta plan for the eventuality uh -huh. I'm not wild about the idea for a lot of practical reasons sure um, but I also I like you said I feel like your phone is tracking you your credit cards track you the social security administration tracks you like 
cameras track you like so many things track you that it is almost like gilding the lily for this one extra thing if that makes sense yeah i also i mean i understand that like data is very sacred and stuff like that and i'm, I'm sure that i'm there's i'm sure there's an argument that i'm not understanding but i also like i put my whole life on the internet <laughs> like i i do not i podcast i talk about everything that's going on i'm very like open i'm on camera all the time i also like i have you know the g-o-o-g-l-e shit in my house like i yeah. turn on the so when it's like do you want ads targeted to you and i'm like fucking yeah i do show me ads. i've actually agreed to ads targeted to me a couple times because they tend to send me awesome fat girl clothes yeah exactly you know? It's the same shit. And it's like, and, and also my final point is I want to refute the claim that Paige Wesley, quote, hates the feel of getting chips inside her because I have seen you. I have seen you house a whole bag of fucking cheddar lays, baby. Or ruffles. Sorry, cheddar ruffles. Sour cream and cheddar ruffles, baby. Yeah. I love them so much. Because I remember you got them when we were in Kansas City, and I went, sour cream and cheddar ruffles? What the fuck? Hell and I yeah. had one, and then I finished the bag. You were like, yep. No, I get it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I fuck with damn it. Damn straight. Uh, yeah. No, I... Hey, we begged people to send us wrap snacks at one point. Absolutely. Clearly, I enjoy chips. Uh, now, I also know that there's, like, the air quotes chip technology is not what we think it is necessarily like it's not as advanced as people think i also i use the biometric scanner on my laptops so like whatever yeah. and the more i talked about it the more i was like yeah i've been on camera and on microphone a lot i couldn't really just walk away <laughs> like yeah, i could but it's, not it's really very difficult and the same thing where like yeah i use my fucking on my laptop i got the the the, the fingerprint scanner my yep. phone literally opens because it recognizes my face Al your face although <laughs> if i take off my glasses and my hair is not my hair you've seen my hair my hair goes through like five different phases which is like wet and straight uh sort of damp and wavy super curly afro and then i can also style it with gel and make it do whatever i want so like depending on two out of th five of those different styles my hair is unrecognizable so that does make me feel a little bit better but yeah like there's so much shit google has a full fucking thing of my voice a voice profile or whatever like oh, oh yeah Ab you could absolutely deep fake my voice 100 percent. yeah there, we've, <laughs> we have provided at minimum 250 something hours of our voices that you could use to make a fucking deep fake oh dude and that's just on this podcast mm -hmm. because i'm like almost i'm closing in on 200 episodes in at horror virgin or I'm like 150 something, right? Uh, plus any other thing that we've done, plus all the comedy. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So they, but they were super mad about it. Sure. Uh, and the Jesus Christians were like, we're mad too. And everyone's like, who are you? And they're like, Jesus Christians, Google it. And they're like, we did, but like, what? <laughs> Google said all of them. They're all Jesus yeah. Christians. <laughs> like, that's what the name Christian means. Uh, anyway. So. As he was making these claims about why this was definitely a sign of the end times, he cited one specific person as the basis for his theology, and that is William Branham. Now, I don't know if you remember our episodes on William Branham, uh, but he was kind of like the proto-televangelist where he started in revivals. He was a faith healer. And then as things moved to TV and radio and new media, 
his colleagues, Billy Graham and others, kind of succeeded, and Oral Roberts specifically, hilarious name, mm-hmm. always funny, mm-hmm. uh, succeeded, and he kind of fell by the wayside. That and he was accused of fraud a number of times. Um, now, he also got super into Christian identity de- like doctrine. Um, he was a hardcore KKK supporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helped host recruitment events for the KKK at his sermons. Uh, and he preached something called serpent seed doctrine, which has partially come up in our Mormon stuff, but also like the weirdest version of it is William Branham's version. Um, or at least the version he ascribed to. If you don't remember serpent seed, um, serpent seed doctrine says that in the garden of Eden, not only did Eve eat the fruit that the serpent gave her and therefore sever the relationship between man and God forever. Um, But she also had sex with snake ape, Mm -hmm. if you remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, And then gave birth to Cain, who then represents a doomed or cursed line of humanity versus Abel, the not cursed. And, like 99.9% of the time, this is a way for racists to accuse black people of A, being monkeys, super racist, uh, but also B, being cursed by God and that explaining their difference in skin color. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the weird thing about Paul McKenzie's church believing in serpent seed doctrine. Uh, this cult is in Kenya. And you may have guessed that they are like 100% black. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, here's something really weird and unique that has happened. Uh, They heard this doctrine from William Branham secondhand. So because they're not in America, they don't understand the association with the KKK. They don't understand the association to the Christian identity movement. They're not connected to that. So they immediately interpreted the cursed people to be white Westerners. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny is they're very close because they're both wrong. The cursed people are humanity and the saved ones are our alien friends. Alien brethren. Yes, of course. (laughs) Duh. Uh, <laughs> that's so good to fucking uno reverse it no you. no you no you now here's the other part and i'm not sure if he understands this william branham was white uh i don't mm-hmm. know if he knows uh i have not asked that but just he... means that this fucking kenyan guy was like brave brave of this white westerner to know his place <laughs> yeah 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 thank you yakubian for telling us all of the secrets <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, Now, he has publicly, Paul, has publicly called the Catholic Church, the U.S., uh, the denominations of Christianity in the United States, and the U.N., the United Nations, the tools of Satan. And I know he means instruments, but I like to think of it as tools, like, you're a fucking tool, bro. (laughs) Like, you are all the tools of Satan. Um, He hates us all. Now... I just love the UN in there catching a stray because the rest of them, <laughs> yeah, I know. the rest of them I kind of get, but the United Nations just in there like, damn, what did I do? <laughs> Fucking pale blue ass uniform having bitch. Oh. Yeah, like, 
Okay, I thought we were cool, but damn. You got too many flags! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not recognizing the Galactic Federation. Our pure brethren deserve representation. The most pure form. I keep, <laughs> the most pure. I realize this is a bit only for Paige because I just keep lifting the card up and showing it to the camera. I'm still reeling from hearing. I'm I'm going to think about it all day. I'm telling anyway. you, this has been my curse. It's, it's, it's constantly in the back of my mind. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to have to dig and see where that came from or if it's just something that guy made up. Now... Uh, because he is not a fan of Western medicine, Western religious influence, Western political influence, he moved his commune deeper into the nearby forests of Shakahola, where they were quiet to the outside world for the most part until last month. Because in the early weeks of April this year, a man contacted local authorities because his wife and daughter had left Nairobi to join Paul McKenzie's commune, but they never returned. And when police went to go find them, because they were reported as missing people, uh, they discovered a number of emaciated people and shallow graves. They rescued 15 members of the group that day, um, and those members said that they had been ordered to starve themselves to meet Jesus. And they were in such poor condition that four of them died on the way to the hospital. Wait, hold on. I, so I'm, I'm sorry if I missed something. So they're, sure. they're starving themselves so that they can meet Jesus, like starving die. themselves so that they die? Correct. Is that not considered suicide suicide's only a sin in the catholic church oh okay. did you not know that i yeah. did not know that and it it again this okay i'm not making a joke i'm literally no, just no, no, trying to sure. figure out this logic wouldn't it there are faster less drawn out ways to accomplish that goal and it feels like if if it's like it almost felt like is this not is this a technicality where they're like trying to do it without doing it but it, I don't, you, you, you get so, what I'm saying, right? I do. And I have a couple theories and we'll go through them in just a sec. Um, for a little bit of clarity, it's not that non-Catholic <laughs> churches are like, yay, suicide. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. To, to just, you know. Everyone uh, else is not cool with it either. It's just that yeah, it's not no like. One is cool. No one is cool with it. Um, but in some sects of Catholicism, it's it's considered basically an, an unforgivable sin. Um, whereas in uh, Protestantism, pretty, you know, not really. Uh, it's kind of like, I mean, it's super sad and we hope that pe we can get people help. And so it doesn't happen. But like, if it happens, it's not like they're doomed to hell. It's like, man, they must have been in so much pain. Yeah. That is so sad. Um, there are also some denominations that take stuff uh, in a weird way. And some people don't believe in mental health. I understand that. But just like, that's why, if you're curious, you're like, what? Why? Uh, that's also why a lot of the cults that we have covered that are Christian offshoots that eventually have a mass suicide event are Protestant, not Catholic. Okay. because of the of that technicality um yeah gotcha. uh, we, yeah no growing up i was raised to think that suicide was just super sad yeah yeah uh, which, which it, it is it is yeah <laughs> like 
I'm just yeah. again. I'm, I'm not even trying to make a joke. I just simply was yeah. like, wait, I don't get this logic. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, based on the testimony of those people that they rescued, they went back to go search the grounds, and they end up exhuming nearly a hundred more bodies within the next four days at that point they actually had to stop digging for bodies for about a week so the autopsies could be completed because the morgue was full um now in the following weeks uh they continued searching the 800 acre commune which is huge by the way um they found additional graves obviously but also more survivors who were starving to death. So unfortunately, most of the graves that they have recovered, a large number of them were children since they seemed to have passed away first. God damn it. Unfortunately. Um, Now, some of them are whole families together. Uh, One actually had a person buried alive that had been underground for three days and survived and was taken to a hospital for treatment. I was unable to find out if that person then continued to survive, but at minimum they were exhumed alive from that grave and taken to receive medical treatment. That's like my worst fear. It's my worst fear as well. Um, Yes. Now they also, as they continued to exhume bodies, found that not all of them had starved to death. Some of them had been beaten, strangled, stabbed, shot, um, there and in various states of decomposition. So it had likely been going on for a long time. Now, according to testimonies to the police, Paul McKenzie had told his followers that the fast would only count if they gathered together and offered his farm as a fasting venue. They were not supposed to mingle with anyone from the outside world, and it would be the one thing that would allow them to go to heaven. They also were required to destroy all of the documents provided to them by the government, IDs, birth certificates, etc. So it's essentially them believing it's their only way to go to heaven. Um, I think, here are my couple theories. We'll see what happens long term the government's been on his ass for a long time Mm -hmm. he has to move them to a more more remote place which means that i would bet that resources are lower and i think that his commune had grown to a point where he could not feed all these people or be responsible for them and i think he saw this as a convenient way to avoid that Uh, or he is on just a full power trip jim jones style the difference being that Jim Jones participated, he did not participate. We'll get to that in just a second. So as of May 13th, so that yesterday, the total number of deaths was 201 people. And the people reported missing in conjunction with that cult is 609 people. Uh, they've rescued 72 people alive, but they are in very, very critical condition. And many of the people that they have rescued have then subsequently passed away in the hospital. So those 72 are not even guaranteed. They are still very much under care. Um, Now, Mackenzie and his third wife, uh, mysterious deaths on the other two, but you can't find a ton of information about it. They Mm. just die and are no longer around. Um, But his third wife, uh, Rotomambua Maweyu, 
and 16 other members of the group were arrested and being held in police custody as of last week. He was denied bail and police, because of the amount of bodies they have found, are charging him with terrorism like related offenses. Now, this is kind of difficult to be. This is difficult for us to understand because it's not our legal system. It's not our government. We don't necessarily understand what that means in relation to charges. I think we'll find out more in the coming days. Um, But as of yesterday, they've actually arrested 26 people total, um, basically saying that they were promoting this starvation. Now, he argued that there's no proof of him promoting starvation and he did not tell people to do it, that they collected of their own volition and have done it themselves. But they have found YouTube videos of him basically saying that if your children are starving, let them die. What the f- for it's better than for them to meet Jesus then. Yeah, it is messed up because it, it's basically in speeches of him telling them not to get the medical attention. And so his basically answer is just like, let people die, let them meet Jesus. Um, There was also a scare as they first started exhuming bodies where they believe that maybe organs were being harvested and sold. They've since uh, kind of proven that wrong. They've kind of debunked it. They think what's actually happening is some of the bodies are so emaciated that their organs actually don't look the way that they should because when you starve, your body kind of dies from the inside. Now, on top of all of this, a second pastor in Malindi, so only a few miles uh, outside of the forest, back towards the city, is also arrested. He was arrested about a week after. Um, his name is Ezekiel Odero. Now, he's the pastor of New Life Prayer Center and Church in Movene, and he's also facing criminal charges because when they arrived at his church, they had reports of people missing over the last two years. They found 100 people holed up in his church, not necessarily starving, although they are not sure how long they were there and how long they'd been kept there. But what they did find is that he was operating an unlicensed funeral home and parlor as part of the church. And they found a number of bodies around the church grounds and they have no records of when people died or how they died. And they have not been able to determine if those two groups are linked. But as of right now, both Ezekiel Odero and Paul McKenzie sit awaiting trial. And that's where we'll end this week. God, Jesus Aliens. I told you it was going to be a bummer. Thank you for the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, man, Christ, that is dark. Uh, yeah. Well, I, man, this is the most complicated thing I have to say, but, um, I hate, I hate rooting for the justice system sometimes to be like, no, I I feel you. Cause I was just like, I read the thing where it was like arrested for this. And I was like, wait a second. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I want this guy (laughs) behind bars. He's killing people. But also I'm like, we got to have a better reason. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, shit, dude. Uh, don't, do this uh that's it i i was thinking about this earlier when we talked about like the starving thing and me trying to like figure it out because i'm going like well this doesn't make sense 
And I realized that I did just kind of yada, yada, yada past a whole bunch of like, don't go to school. It causes gayism. Yes, like, yes, yes. This is how cult podcasters ruined my brain is that because we have to not empathize, but understand the logic that people are trying to have so that we can understand why they do things. I will hear insane shit like that and I go, okay, I see how your brain got there. Boom, done. And it can yeah. happen for the most terrible shit. So you have to be really fucking confusing and, and dumb to come up with something that I'm like stumped about. Well, um, and I think to me, and I know we have not covered Jonestown yet because like, I mean, once we do, what's left? Uh, but like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the things, if you've listened to the Jonestown tapes and if you've done any research around Jonestown at all, those people were, A, trapped there. They're yes. in a place far away from home. They cannot easily leave, right? Um, and a lot of them joined when it was just a regular church. And and here's the thing. He believes repugnant things, but for 20 years, it functioned just kind of like a run-of-the-mill church until they moved further into the forest. And so I think there are people who were probably there for a long time or had grown up in the church, had families in the church, and moved with it and then found themselves in too deep, which I think is what happens with a lot of people. Yeah. And... There's also, we don't know what was happening at the commune. It's not like Jonestown where we have tapes and we have an understanding of what was going on. But in Jonestown, he was depriving them of sleep, depriving them of food, constantly preaching to them, breaking them down physically and emotionally so that they were susceptible to suggestions like a revolutionary suicide. And I honestly think that's a lot of what's at play here because 200 people don't just starve themselves for no reason or and here's the thing starve themselves is even kind of a misnomer if they can't leave and there's no food that's not them making the choice to starve themselves that's them starving because they are trapped and the fact that they picked up multiple survivors who then all had the same story makes me believe that there was some sort of threat pushing them to do this or there was no food so i think it's like i think it's a lot of things together where he engineered a scenario in which a ton of people died and it's super tragic yeah i get and again this is this is an awful thing to say please understand what i'm trying to say is like i understand now that that makes sense to try to like oh we don't have food people are starving so now i'm gonna say like that's actually the plan is to starve yeah because i'm not i'm not knocking any of the people who are following this guy um i think that they maybe share some dumb views like don't hate on gay people and uh don't think that <laughs> microchips are a reason to die over but i don't blame them for doing this or having this happen to them i just could not understand his logic of telling people to do it but like you said basically putting them in a situation where they're probably already starving and saying it as like this is just what we got to do i get that fucked up logic as terrible as it is so yeah man i if you take away anything from this episode 
it's that Marvin the Martian is going to heaven and you're probably not. And I'm talking to our audience here now, Paige. You're you are for sure also going to heaven and I just need you to uh I need you to Me tell and Marvin you. gonna hang out. We're gonna bro yeah, out of there. I need you to ask E. T. why he picked Reese's pieces and not any of the much better candy. Even Mike. What and are I. you talking about? Reese's pieces are delicious. Reese's pieces are delicious, but they're not even in my top five best candies. I always forget they exist because they're not readily available sometimes. Mm, I would even take an Easter egg Reese's over an Reese's Pieces. Oh, I love Reese's Pieces. Actually, my favorite is the Reese's Fast Break that has the Reese's Pieces in it. That's too much for me. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you're wrong, and it's fine. And you know what? What would you choose instead? What's your top candy? Top if you're, candy? If someone's luring you from the woodshed into the house to be dressed up and sit amongst the stuffed animals... What are they going to lure you with? First of all, it's going to be king size Butterfingers. And they're, they're, oh, hell yeah. It's the same way where hell they like, yeah. he puts his finger up and then the candy bars just go and fall out. It's awesome and disturbing to look at. Um, Butterfingers are, I think, my favorite candy bar or my delicious. favorite candy. I also, again, I, I, I don't care if people don't agree with it, I don't care if this ruffles some feathers. But Mike and Ike's are underrated as hell and some of the best candy ever. Eh. Look, Mike and Ike's, uh, look, nothing's going to beat chocolate, all right? Chocolate is unbeatable. My top five candy is probably still all chocolate. But, if, but like, Mike and Ike's is the best fruit uh themed candy. Like, it beats out Skittles. It beats out... Sour Patch Kids, bruh. It beats out Sour Patch no, Kids for me. No, mm-hmm. no, yep. Yep. no. You need to I... go before our alien brethren and confess <laughs> because something is not right in your life. I will it's be, Adam uh... and Eve, not Mike and I. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know why the episode's called Mike and Ike in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Um, snake the return of snake ape and snake ape goes to summer camp (laughs) hey everybody if you uh want to tell me your favorite candy uh you can follow me on uh social media instagram tiktok twitter at mondo does stuff um i have some shows coming up i got to austin texas and the comedians were like hey we need you to do do your thing and tell us how you how it really is um that's not true i'm not doing rogan's club or anything i'm doing like don't tell shows and stuff but (laughs) yeah i've got some shows coming up you're gonna want to come see them there's a lot of really funny people here that aren't idiots uh and uh, the best way to keep up with that is to follow me on instagram and that is again mondo does stuff m-a-n-d-o does stuff uh there's some cool things going on at rooster teeth that i will tell you about when i have more information um and rtx info is coming hopefully next week uh we'll be able to share that and uh oh one last thing is i'm gonna start twitch streaming a hell of a lot more now so uh come on over to twitch.tv slash mondo does stuff my goal is to try to do it at least once a week um and i'm gonna hopefully start that next week uh because my life has been a living hell but hopefully it's about to slow down a little bit uh, not my life, just my workflow. Holy shit. That's, that was really scary uh, to say. <laughs> um, and yeah, whenever you look up at the skies, know that we're sitting under the same moon, but over that moon 
as our pure alien brethren. Pure. I love you. Good night and good luck. Mwah. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Paige. I'm here every week. Uh, you can also listen to me on Horror Virgin or Romancing the Pod. And if you are in Tokyo, June 2nd through the 4th, I'm doing a number of shows there with Tokyo Comedy Bar for their Roastapalooza, essentially, where it's L.A. versus Tokyo. There's stand-up, there's a live Roast Battle podcast, and there's Roast Battles. Uh, and also, it's in Tokyo, so hell yeah. Then when I get back from Tokyo, uh, I will be at Proud Mary for their uh, plus-size fashion and comedy show on the 10th. Uh, and then I've got more stuff coming up after that but you can get all those dates and information on my social media at rampage wesley on instagram and tiktok and at page wesley on twitter uh love you so much bye and if you want to follow us on social media you can on instagram at colt podcast or on twitter at colt podcast show you can even send us one of these newfangled emails i'm hearing so much about by going to colt podcast show at gmail.com and if you want to message the chip in our heads to tell us that you want to send us some Ruffles sour cream and cheddar and just an ass load of Sour Patch Kids, you mm -hmm. can send those to 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237, like, like the, the Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. And I think for this one, I'm going to say don't drink, do drink, drink and eat. Your body needs yeah. nourishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do drink do, the actual Kool-Aid. drink. If Kool-Aid is all you have available to you to drink, I mean, as long as it's not poisoned. Yeah. If it's poisoned, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. All right. I love you so much. Bye. Bye. Mwah.